Ready to get into this? Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. It's a familiar, it's a familiar story in the Bible, and sometimes I, I want to stay away from these stories we preach out of all the time, but it just, just in times and seasons like this, you can extract so many fresh truths because the Bible is a, is a living word. It applies today to what we're going through. So I don't want you to just kind of turn me off because, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that, you know, that kind of stuff before. I've heard that story before. Well, you might not have heard this before because God is tailor-fitting it for you, your life, your family, and your home. And more importantly, he's, he's, he's tailoring it for the church at large, the, the family of celebration in whom I'm pastoring and I'm leading. And I'm doing my best to pastor those that are gathering on, on the parking lot and those who are hopefully gathering somewhere on the other side of this camera. I believe we have a right now word for you. Luke chapter 5. Beginning with verse 1, it says, One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed, hear this, two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, that's Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master Simon replied, We worked hard all, all last night and didn't catch a thing. I like this part. Peter said this, But if you say so, <laughs> now somebody needs to get that in their heart today. Lord, whatever you say, if you, if you, if you, I'm done with my excuses. Lord, if, if, you, if you say so. I'll let the nets down again. I, I really do believe there's some miracle on the other side of, Lord, if you, if you say so. And verse seven says, or verse six says, and this time, and this time. In fact, that's the title of my message today. This time, and this time, their nets were so full of fish they begin to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge, and was on the verge of sinking. Wow. Again, this is a familiar story, but I just want to kind of pull out some truths that I believe God has really stirred in my heart for, for the church here for celebration. You see, it's in this story we see two different groups of people. We have those who are listening to Jesus, and then we have those who are on the verge of quitting and um, giving up. The one group is listening to Jesus, and the Bible says that there was a, a great crowd gathered there. Other translations, I believe the New King James says, a multitude of people. Now, I, I want you to get the backdrop here because when the Bible says a multitude, according to Jewish tradition, a multitude is somewhere around 10,000 People, I'm here to tell you, wherever Jesus is, people are going to start gathering. Come on, they ain't going to stay back. So we have 10,000 people, and they're gathered around this lake on the lake shore. And this, this crowd is excited. It's growing. There's momentum. It's full of expectation. And uh, because what? Jesus, the miracle worker, is there. And so they're all, the Bible says, they're all pressing in closer and closer to hear Jesus to the point that kind of Jesus gets lost in the, in the crowd. And so Jesus 
borrows Peter's boat and goes out a distance in the lake so that people could see him. And uh, this crowd, 10,000 people, they're, they're being inspired by the words of Jesus. Their lives are being impacted. Words of healing are feeling their souls and their hearts. It's, it's a good day for them. It's a wonderful day for this group of people that are listening to Jesus. But in, on contra in, in contrast, you have another group that's there by the lakeside. The other group has fished all night, and they have nothing to show for it. They have caught no fish all night long. And the Bible says they're, they're cleaning their nets, and they're tired, and they're discouraged, and they're, they're frustrated. And, and now they're, they're ready to walk away from it all and just give up. We, we, we already tried all that, and we caught nothing. So there's one group living life on a high, and there's another group living life at a very low point in their lives. Wow. As I was thinking about that, that kind of sounds like so many of our lives, doesn't it? Does this sound familiar to you? I mean, how many of you know that sometimes the toughest time in life is made even tougher because it seems like everybody else around you is having a great life except except you, right? I mean, you're out there, you're cleaning your nets, failure has struck your life, you're on the verge of quitting and throwing in the towel, and you look around and people are happy. Everything is working out for them. They got the new job, the new house, and the new car, but not, but not you. If there's one thing that I have seen in COVID, in this, this, this 2020 the, that, that, that I have encountered, is there's two Two groups of people. I've had people come to say, oh, pastor, life is so good. Thank God for 2020. Our business is exploding and we're expanding and good things are happening. Happening. Who would have thought that, that God could do this in 2020? And so they're happy. And, and then you got another group where most of us are, right? And uh, it's not going so well for us. I've talked to other people who have actually lost their businesses and shut their businesses down. So, so here they are, they're, 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 you're cleaning your nets and failure has struck, right? And you're, you're, you're on the verge of quitting and so you look around and life is going well for everybody. I mean, they got the degree and they got the promotion and they're traveling the world, but not you, right? I mean, their family is good, their marriage is good, their kids are all acting, right? Like, really? Like, God messed their kids up, right? I mean, why, why just me, Lord? I mean, their, their dog isn't chewing up the house like our dog is. And all of this failure and disappointments and empty nets is really starting to get to you. And that is exactly what is happening here in this story with Peter and these other fishermen. Now, the Bible says that Jesus, and catch this, notices empty boats at the water's edge. Jesus notices empty boats at the water's edge, and I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, man, that, that, that kind of is like, that, that definitely sounds like the time we're living in, right, where, where people are on edge. If you heard uh, me preach a couple weeks ago, I kind of really talked a lot about that, that people are, are so close to their breaking point, just one more thing, and they're just going to explode, and, and it's a crazy season for so many of us with crazy people. I mean, people who have absolutely lost 
their minds. Have you read? So have you have you been on social media lately? That's why I don't go on social media. They're crazy out there. People are on edge. Someone recently texted me this social media post. And so if you've already heard it, just humor me as you hear it again. It said, please be careful because people are going crazy from all this COVID stuff. In fact, I was just talking about this with a microwave and toaster while drinking coffee, and we all agreed that things are getting bad. Now, I didn't mention anything, any of this to the washing machine because she puts a different spin on everything. I certainly couldn't share this with the fridge because he's been acting cold and distant. And in the end, the iron straightened me out, and she said, the situation isn't all that pressing, and all the wrinkles will soon get ironed out. The vacuum was very unsympathetic and told me just to suck it up. But the fan was very optimistic and gave me hope that it would all blow over soon. <laughs> the, to toilet locked, the toilet looked like a bit flush and didn't say anything when I asked his opinion. But the front door said to me I was becoming unhinged and the doorknob told me to get a grip. Well, you can just guess what the curtains told me. They told me, just pull myself together. I tried explaining to my stove, and it, it became a, a heated dis discussion. And so, I, so I should have spoken to my, my lamp. We would have, I'm sure that he would have shed some light on the situation. But I don't bother telling the blender because he gets everything all mixed up. Sounds kind of like our, our crazy world, doesn't it? Now, in all seriousness, I want you to hear this today. Has something pushed you to the edge in your life? Has something pushed you to the verge of giving up and throwing in the towel and quitting on life? Maybe some pressures of life, maybe some disappointments of life, maybe some failures that you've been through, maybe a broken dream, a broken relationship, a broken marriage, a broken home. Maybe you're dealing with financial issues or health problems. Maybe for you it was a betrayal. Maybe the mistreatment, the injustice, or maybe, maybe it's just the loss of a loved one in your life at this moment. Or maybe, just maybe for a lot of us, it's just the bad decisions and choices that we've been making. It's so easy in all of that to allow the disappointments, though, and all the failures and the confusion and the frustration to sideline our life and to cause us to want to quit and give up on the dreams, to give up on the promises. I want you to hear it today, to give up on your boat. You see, don't miss this. Again, the Bible says that their boats were empty. Jesus saw two empty boats. What does that mean? It's obvious that the fishermen... Peter and them had walked away from their, their boats. It's a great question to ask somebody here today on the other side of this camera. Have you walked away from your boat? What, what is on the shore of your life that you have left, that you have walked away from? I want you to think about it. Is it your gift? Is it your calling? Is it your talent? Is it your purpose? Is it your God-given ability that you've walked away from? Have you walked away from the passion and the commitment that you once had for God? Or maybe, 
Maybe it's this. Have you walked away from those God-given relationships in your life? Have you walked away from the God dream because of your disappointments? Have you given up on your destiny because of that recent failure? Maybe you feel like Peter felt in this story. Peter, Peter told Jesus, Lord, we've worked hard all night. Not, not part of the night, but all night long, and we didn't catch a thing. Maybe you feel like, you feel like that. You feel like, Peter, you gave it your all, but your all was not good enough. Wow, so many of us are there, right? I know, I know as soon as I, I, I process that in my mind, I start thinking about all the stories in my life as a pastor. So many stories flood my, my life. Pastor, pastor, I worked so hard on my marriage. I gave it all I had, and it still failed. Pastor, I've done everything I know to do to help my kids. I gave it all I had all night long, and they're still messed up. Pastor, I've worked so hard at that business, and I've worked so hard in that job and in that career. I, I really did. I worked all, I gave it all I had, and it still failed. Pastor, I've worked two jobs, and I've been tithing. I'm, I'm doing all that I know to do, but my finances are still messed up. Pastor, pastor, I, I'm doing all I know to do, and I'm doing everything I know to do with my health, and I'm still sick, and I'm still hurting, and I'm still dying. Have you given all that you have? Huh? But your all was not enough? You see, it's in that moment that so many then walk away from their, their boat, their calling, their assignment, their purpose, their dream. So many in the frustration just says, well, I can't do this anymore. So, so, so what do you do when what you're doing isn't working. I like it because in verse 3, it tells us what we need to do. What do you do? Here's what we do. The Bible says in verse 3 that Jesus stepped into their, their boat. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, if you ever get Jesus to step into your boat, I mean, it's a whole different life. The Bible says Jesus stepped into their boat Listen, when they were wanting to quit, Jesus stepped into their boat. Listen to me today. When you are tempted to walk away from your boat, when you're tempted to give up and quit on life, this is what you need to know. God still believes in your boat. Come on, can you hear it today? God will step into that pain. God will step into that brokenness. God will step into that confusion and that failure. God will step into your hell and that shame and that guilt. And I'm here to tell you, when God steps into your life, when God steps into your boat, everything changes in your life. Because God turns those failures into successes. Listen, God turns those defeats into victories. God turns that misery into delight. Remember, this is fascinating to me. Remember, it's the same boat. It's the same nets. It's the same men. It's the same water. The only difference is that Jesus got into the boat. Let, let me say it another way so you really know what I'm talking about. The Word got into 
the boat and changed everything. Somebody needs to hear this for their life today. You need to take that same marriage. You need to take that same family. You need to take those same kids. You need to take those same bills. Come on, you need to take that same business. You need to take those same nests and get Jesus, get the Word of God right back into that place, that boat in your life, because it is the Word of God that will change everything. Remember the Bible says that his word will not return void. It's going to accomplish what God has sent it to do. I'm telling you, there's healing in his word. There's restoration in his word. There are miracles waiting in his word. Are you hearing me today? Now, Here's the takeaway today. Here, here's the main point. All of that was just the appetizer today. And this is what I really want you to get a hold of. It's the point of the message. It's what I've come to speak into your heart on the other side of this camera. It's this right here. It's this thought right here. Last time is not this time. That, that's my assignment today. I hope you're hearing it. I hope you can hear what your, your pastor's saying. I, I got to declare it again. Last time is not this time. Verse 6 says, Luke chapter 5, And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. This time. This time was not like last time. I, I want you to hear me today. Don't you dare confuse last time with this time. The, the, these guys, Peter almost did this. Peter said, Lord, we gave it all we had last night. We worked hard all night long, and Lord, we didn't catch anything. What is Peter saying? Lord, it didn't work last time, so why even try this time? Why even go and give it another try? You know, people do this all the time. Last time, I tried to work it out with my family. It failed, so why even try again? Last time I tried to launch that business, that career, it didn't work, so why try again? Worship team, you can come back. That last relationship, it didn't work last time, so why try again? I, I hope you're getting it. In fact, maybe you need to put it in the chat room. Last time is not this time. Come on, we're live. Listen, I want to see it in the chat rooms. Come on, you need, to, you, need to, you need to get this truth today. Last time is not this time. Well, last time, you know, the last church I went to, the last pastor, they let me down. Really? You're, you're going to go there? That was last time. Come on. What about this time? The, the last time I got my hopes up, it didn't work. The last time I trusted, the last time I believed, it didn't work. But I've come to scream it. I've come to shout it out loud. But God is not calling you to last time. He's calling you to this time. To this time. To this time. God is calling you to, to this time. You need to do like Peter said. Lord, if you say so. <laughs> Lord, if you say so. Don't confuse last time with this time. Don't let yesterday ruin today. Just because, listen, just because you cleaned your empty nets yesterday doesn't mean that God can't fill them this time. Just because you failed yesterday doesn't mean that you're going to fail this time. I've come to give you 
a word today. Don't you dare confuse this time with last time. There's a story in the Bible, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I use it a lot in teaching because there are just so many different truths in the story. And, and again, it has this principle that I'm trying to teach you in it. In 1 Kings chapter 18, there's a, a story about Elijah, and it has not rained in three and a half years. And so Elijah gets on his face and begins to cry out for rain. And in that prayer time, God begins to release the sound of the abundance of rain. So Elijah's hearing the sound of rain. And so, so he sends his servant up on the mountain to go look for what he is actually hearing. So the servant goes out to the mountain and there's nothing. There's no rain. Comes back to Elijah, and Elijah is hearing the, the sound of the abundance of rain in his prayer time, and he sends out the servant again, and the, the servant goes to the mountain again, and there's nothing. Third time, nothing. The, the, the fourth time, nothing. The fifth time, nothing. The sixth time, nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> I could just imagine the disappointment that the servant must have been going through. He's thirsty. His lips are parched. His, his spirit is broken. They have not seen rain in three and a half years. And I'm sure he's saying to himself, I thought God said we were going to have rain. I mean, isn't that how we started off this year, 2020, right? I mean, pastor declared this is going to be a year of, of greater things. Way to go, preacher. You really called that one out. Hmm. In fact, I, I remember the pastor, the preacher, because you're looking at him, saying that 2020 is just the initial start of a decade where God is going to begin to do greater things. A year that launches us into a decade of greater things. And we keep looking, don't we, church? Some of us have been looking in the parking lot. Some of us are looking at home. But we're all looking. Well, this don't look like greater things, right? And we look and we look. And nothing, nothing, and nothing. You need to hear me today because this is, this is the challenge for us as believers when we have a promise from heaven and we still see nothing. It's in the midst of that discouragement when you haven't seen it yet to continue to fight to believe God's Word and to stay faithful in that moment, to believe what I'm trying to teach you, that last time will not be this time. That's what I'm trying to declare today. That's what I'm trying to raise up today, that we would be a church that would not judge, listen, our future on our past. That was last time. But, that is, but, but God is saying this time, so it was on the seventh time that that servant went again. <laughs> and guess what? This time, this time there was rain. And it wasn't long that the three and a half years of drought was, was over. And the, the servant began to see what God had promised. Somebody, I'm here to tell you, somebody needs to go back one more time. I know last time you didn't see anything, but I'm here to tell you that was last time, and now this is this time. Go look again, I declare to you. 
come on over your children that are not serving God. I'm here to tell you, you keep looking until you see what God has promised. Celebration, this is our year. This is our decade of greater things. And we're going to keep looking until it looks exactly like what God has promised. Come on over your marriage. Come on, don't quit. Don't give up. Keep looking until it lines up with the way that God has promised it to. Celebration as a church. Come on, what this nation needs more than ever is a, is a revival. We need an awakening. We need, a, we, we need the, the, the power of God poured out in our nation. Come on, we, we need to look again. You know, people out there say, well, yeah, we, we tried that. It didn't happen. We, we believed for revival back then, but, but that was last time. I'm, I'm here to stir somebody up for, for this time. we got to keep looking until it looks exactly like what God has promised. The seventh time. You know, I, I really believe in numerology and the, the significance of the number seven, but the truth of the matter is, is if he didn't see it the seventh time, there would have been an eighth time. And there would have been a ninth time, and he would have kept going. And I'm just trying to raise up a people, a church of people that says, God, I don't care how many times it doesn't happen. This time could be different. This is our moment. This is our hour. You know, I love the story of David. You know, we, 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 we know that he defeats Goliath. He, he cuts his head off. He, he takes him out with one stone. But you remember the Bible says that, that David actually picks up five smooth stones. And, and a lot of good scholars and theologians and Bible students and, you know, people have a lot of things to say, again, about the numerology of, 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 of the number five and why he picked up five, you know, because Goliath had four other brothers. And so, you know, if they show up, he's got at least four other stones. And that's good. And that's wonderful. And that, that'll preach good, right? Oh, and then it's the ministry gifts. It's the, it's the apostle and the pastor. And the, it, it represents the, the minute he picked those up because that's, what, that's, that, that's the ministry gifts that God has given to the church. And so he's going to defeat the giants with, his, with the gifts that God has given to the church. And that's good. And that, that preaches really, really good too. And some people, well, the stones represents the grace of God. Every stone represents a letter and the word grace. And <laughs> that's, that'll preach good too. But I've just come to tell you my theory on the whole thing. You see, see, David was, David was out, he was out hunting that day. He's going to take off the head of, head of Goliath. He's going to defeat the enemies of, of God. And, and if, if David's hunting, there's one thing I know. I, I know a lot about hunting, and I've never gone hunting with just one bullet. No, you don't go hunting with one bullet. He didn't pick up those five stones. Because he was thinking about the grace and he was thinking about the other brothers. No, he was saying, if I miss, if I miss that time, there's always, there's always this time. See, see, if I miss last time, there's always, there's always this time. I'm going to pick up enough that I'm going to keep on believing, keep on trusting until we see what God has promised us to see. I have a question for you today as we close. What is God trying to do this time in your life? What if this time is different? What if right now in the middle of your failure and your disappointment, God is wanting to step into your, your boat? Step into your boat with his grace, his, his mercy, and his ability and cause a net-breaking miracle this time. I plead with you. Please, 
please, please, please, don't confuse last time with this time. God's getting ready to do miracles in your life. I believe for the people of God, I believe for this house, that I have been sent by God himself on assignment to, ter- to tell you that God's getting ready. Come on. To bring such a supernatural happening in your life, a net breaking, boat sinking miracle of God in your life. And the only thing he needs from you is to believe that he can do it this time. Would you believe again? Would you trust again? Come on. I was telling them in the first service, I said, you got, you got to realize when we preach around here, you know, we're just bringing to you what God is dealing with us. This isn't really a message for you as much as it's been a message for, for me. Because all I hear in my, in my heart the last couple months is God saying, you, 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 you need to believe again. You need to trust again. You need to open your mouth and preach again. Because this time will not be like last time. And I've come to tell somebody on the other side of this camera, come on, this time it's going to be different. I'm, I'm here to tell you, somebody needs to trust again, believe again. Some of you need to sing again. Some of you need to get committed again. Some of you need to serve again. Some of you need to start tithing again. Some of you need to start giving again. Some of you, listen, I know you're not going to like this, but some of you need to start gathering again. How long are you going to be shut up with COVID? I'm here to tell you, I'm declaring a post-COVID, and it's time for the church to move forward in the might and the power of God, because this time it's going to be... It's going to be different. It's not going to be like last time. And we're going to keep looking as a church until it looks exactly like God has promised it to be. Come on, open your mouth again. Pray again. Trust again. Believe again. Just do it again and watch God do something powerful in your life. You know, my prayer for you, my prayer for you, I want you to hear it. I'm going to pray for you. But my prayer for you is that you will believe in your this time. Father, I pray for those on the other side of this camera. (laughs) God, I release your mercy. I release your grace. God, I pray deception would be broken. Lies would be broken off of our our minds. I pray an invasion of your spirit into every home, every family, every parent, every child, every teenager. God, I pray for a God stirring in 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 the lives and the people and the family of celebration. God, we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep believing. We're going to keep trusting. God, we're going to keep looking and keep keep looking and keep looking until it looks like what you have promised. God, we're not going to become complacent. We're not going to become lukewarm. We're not going to just try to ride this thing out. God, we're going to rise up as the church and allow you to do what you can only do. And God, on the other side of us, trusting again is a great miracle for the people of God and the people of faith. And I release that today into every life and every home, 
that's listening to this message. God, we thank you for another opportunity. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Do you receive that today? I hope you do. We're going to sing this last song. I've asked Tava to sing this. It really goes along with what we've just been preaching. Would you not turn it off? Come on, this is your your opportunity just maybe shift a little bit get up off the couch and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sing this together i know the the, the situation with 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 watching is you're watching but we don't want you just to watch we want you to sing come on we want you to open your mouth come on you need to sing again you need to praise again some of you need to raise your hands again it's been a long time you're not supposed you weren't created to watch church you're supposed to participate you are the church and I want us to sing this song as we close today just to let God do what only God can do as we give him our worship. Celebration, come on, our best days are still ahead of us, and we're going to keep looking until it looks exactly like God has promised. Come on, let's worship. Oh, let it rain. Oh, open. Floodgates of heaven and let it rain, let it rain, and open the floodgates of heaven. Oh, let it rain, let it rain. That's our prayer. That's our prayer celebration. We're asking for the presence of God. Oh, come and do what only you can do, Lord. Come on, as one family, as one people, as one church, we're going to stand in the gap and we're going to believe God and see revival come, an awakening come to our communities, to our families, to our homes to our cities, to our nation. Come on, declare it, church. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with a message of Jesus. 